in it, but we'll, we'll get started. Um, our quote for the week is not that our aim is too high and we miss, I forgot to put it, we miss it. <laughs> I was behind. Let me see, did I, did I even notice? <laughs> it still makes sense without it. <laughs> and we miss it, but it's too low and we reach it. And you see that a lot with people that set goals. You know, if you're going to set a goal, don't don't set a goal that's attainable. Most most goals are only reached by 70 to 80% of the goal. Because it's, the, the, goal is, the goal is the stretch. The stretch. If you, if you set something that's attainable, you really haven't stretched anything. And that, that's right, we've got to shoot for the moon. Alright, we're on page 32. We're going to hit these next few pages kind of quick. Because I want to get to the next chapter for today's Bible lesson. Go to Matthew. We ended up in Matthew chapter 6 last week. It's just a, a quick review here. Matthew chapter 6. We'll be in verse 33. We're on page 32. I'll give y'all a second to get there. We're talking, our book is How to Prosper in Hard Times. Uh, with, with everything going haywire in the world, uh, this is what the book is about. And the chapter we're on is, he calls it mentors, but, you know, a, a mentor just somebody that advise you or somebody give you good counsel or, or, or most time it needs to be somebody that's not familiar with the situation where they can be objective. Because uh, a lot of times I don't know if we're really looking for advice or we're looking for somebody to agree with us. Uh, so we, So we can just do what we want to do. Uh, you know, so so that's not what he's talking about here in, in mentors. And we were we ended here in in uh, Matthew six and thirty three uh, last week. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, Duke, you got to amplify it again. Yes. Sir. Read that thirty three again and amplify. It. But seek, aim at, and strive at first all His kingdom and His righteousness. His way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So it says here when we first got a problem, the first thing we do is go to God and ask Him His way. Because our way didn't get us anywhere. Our way created a problem. And most times we just try to adjust our way instead of change our way. We want to make an adjustment. And most of the things in the Bible are usually a 180 from what the world does. If the world does it this way, then usually the Bible's gonna, gonna flip it and, and, and go the other way. <clears throat> and then on 33, uh, we'll hit these kind of quick, get back where we were. It says, your mountain is somebody else's pebble, which means somebody's already been through what, what, what you've been through. Somebody's already been there. Uh, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, you know, that's what makes up a good church is everybody with all our different experiences you know, that there's somebody here to, to, to help everybody. And then I made this statement last week and I didn't get a chance to, to clean it up. But we were talking about finances and I said, beware of Christian financial advisors. And I say that in asterisks because when you, in this part of the world, when you go to talking to business people, everybody's a Christian. Or says they are Christian. Uh, and I can tell you how to separate the two. 
one of them, if he's true a Christian, is more interested in you obtaining your goal than he is obtaining his goal. If his thing is to put you in something where he's always going to make money, then it's about him making money, not about you making money. Most of the time you won't make a lot of money. And, and when I left Van Houston, you know, we had our 401ks, and, and, and I learned this. I, I dealt with two different, quote, Christian advisors, and they really ill-advised me, and, 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 and I lost quite a bit of money in both, in both of them uh, because I couldn't find out it was about them. and not. So you have to be real careful and, and you know, and, and, and weigh these people out. You should always see Christian people because we want to do things Christ's way, not the world way. You know, whether it's a lawyer, a doctor, whatever profession you're seeking, you should seek one that, 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 that knows the Lord and then find out that they actually do and it's just not something uh, that they say. Actually, one of them uh, is in prison now for fraud. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where you can get your money back. Now. <laughs> no, you probably won't get your money back. <laughs> well, because most people, like in the early days, you know, you're ignorant of, of, of bonds and all this, you know, in, in, in mutual funds, and and you, you, so you go to them for that advice. That's what you go for, you know, for them to put you somewhere where that money can can make money. Well, see, I thought that was the whole point in putting your money in a four hundred one k or whatever, like fidelity. Uh-huh. I thought they had my best interest in at a heart. You know, I thought that's what they was in the business for was to manage my money, but that's not the case. No, well, they're gonna manage their profit and then your money. See, that, that's, that's, that's separate. But, but there's good people in there. And I'm saying they're all bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. You just gotta be careful that, because, because Mark had good experience, uh, with, with what he's done. Uh, you know, it, that, it's, it's all about that person. And the biggest thing is, are they willing to watch it for you? That's where you miss it is, is, is the, the telltale signs that, that say things are fixing to come down, things, and then, then, be aware and, and, and make the adjustments. You know, in my case, those, they just blew right on through all the road signs and then, you know, then, you know, well, that's just part of it. You know, but that ain't part of it. That's your job is to watch it and to manage it. So be careful, uh, especially if you come out of a job and you have to, you have to, to move your 401k. Be, be, be careful where, where, where you go with it. And there. All right, um, page 34. Three types of mentors or three types of advisors. Do I? My book flipped back way back. I'm just going to kind of go over these. We talked about this extensively last week. Three types of mentors. Long distance mentors. It says, in my opinion, one of the greatest sins that believers commit today is ignoring the incredible opportunity to learn, grow, and develop and provide us by modern technology. For those of us living in Western nations, we are the only generation in history to have easy access to teaching CDs, digital downloads. We have libraries, books, magazines, and the Internet. And, uh, you know, I told you last week, you know, I I've, I've, I've fell in love with YouTube. You know, all these people that are passed away that, that taught me about faith and all, I can go back and uh, I take smile. Yesterday I was watching Oral Roberts, The Blessing, teaching me about about the blessing and how the blessing works and and, and, and that kind of stuff. But let me say this. I know we, we constantly, this class is changing and, and, and new people. Um, and we don't want, we want to try to catch y'all up to where, to where, where, where we at in, in, in the book. Uh, but the book is about how to prosper in hard times. 
and and we're talking about doing it God's way. There's no financial situation you in that God can't get you out of if you're willing to to do the work. You know, whatever whatever your dream is, whatever your goal is, God wants to see you get there. But He has steps to 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 get you there. Uh, you know, we we talk about the the four hundred one ks and all. You know, a lot of people don't don't have those, don't have those kind of jobs. Uh, so I just want to say that you know we, we're gonna we're gonna get this book gets everybody in every in every walk. But to do better, this is talking about mentors. To do better, you have to find people that will will will, will challenge your belief system, challenge your thoughts. Uh, give you a different idea, a different perspective. Because lots of times the difference in success and failure is just perspective on one or two small issues. You know, uh, and how to handle your money, what you're doing with your money, where's your money going. And because most of the time, in most cases, it's not a lack of money, it's a lack of how we handle money in, 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 in more cases than not. And that's what he's talking about with, with, with these. These mentors, uh, or these advisors and people that, that, that you trust, uh, in them. And also long distance mentors. I mean, people have heard of, a lot of people have heard of Dave Ramsey, but not many people have heard of, uh, Gary, I guess that Kesey. Did I say that right? K-E-E-S-E-E. Gary Kesey. He, he's also a, uh, he, um, he also teaches biblical finance. So you can find him on the internet. If you, if you got, the Go Victory app or the Go Victory station on, on it, it comes on every day, uh, every day there, and it's usually a Bible lesson with some kind of financial <coughs> instruction. Inner circle mentors. It's talking about people that you know, that you know, and like I just said before, you know, these people need to be people that will challenge you. You go to, you know, don't go to somebody looking for them to agree with you. Because most of the time our thinking has got to be changed because that's, we, we think in some kind of wrong is why we end the financial problem that, that we're in. We're thinking wrong, we're handling something wrong, those kind of things. On, the, on page 36 we'll read this last, this top paragraph and then we'll, we'll move to the next chapter. Inner circle mentors know your strength, understand your weaknesses, Identify with your fears and believe in your vision and goals. An inner circle mentor will be an individual with whom you will consult on weekly, if not a daily basis, to help you out of your problem. And I say this many times, but it, it proves to be true. Most people are more interested in relief than they are than they are help or change. Um, and I was telling this guy, guy one time, you know, uh, we were talking about taking medicine and all, you know, and he and he said. You know, it's just too easy for me to take the pill. <coughs> I'd a lot rather take the pill than I had changed my lifestyle. You know, and, and, and so, you know, you, you got people like that not willing to put the effort in, uh, you know, to, to make any kind of lifestyle change. But like Mark told us in that class, you know, if you start taking medicine, eventually your body's going to get used to that and you're going to take stronger medicine mm-hmm. and stronger medicine and then side effects. So the best thing to do if you got, Say high blood pressure. Find out why you got high blood pressure. Fix it. Then you don't have to take no pill. You don't have high blood pressure. But in them, okay. Today's Bible lesson. Go to Genesis. We're gonna have a pretty good introduction. Genesis chapter fourteen. Now I spent a, a lot of time praying about this this week. 
So this is this next chapter is a very I would call it not a touchy chapter, but 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 people get upset, people get offended, uh, all kinds of stuff when we when we talk about this next chapter. And I want to present it. See, see this church. This church's goal is to get something to you, not something from you. You'll never hear anybody in this church put pressure <coughs> on people to tithe, to give, or when they're taking up offerings. We don't do that. God is the source of this church. God will take care of this church. You know, but you see that in, in, a, in a lot of places. We do try to give instruction before offering every Sunday to, to teach what the Bible says about you're given to educate you, uh, you know, and 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 this is a subject here that that, that we want to, to dig into into this book. It says the greatest financial decision is the decision to continually tithe. So if you do or if you don't, you know, don't 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 get upset about it. You know, we we're going we're going to talk about all these issues here 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 this morning. Uh, you know, because most people that don't tithe they. They say, I can't afford to tithe. If I tithe, I can't pay my bills. And, and, and all those things are understandable. So, so don't, as we go through this, don't, don't get under guilt, condemnation, because that's totally not what this is about. See? And, and, and if you feel reluctant, then, then, you know, about giving, you don't need to give. Because if you don't give from the right heart, then, 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 then you're not invoking anything from God. You're just kind of throwing your money away. So anytime you feel challenged or condemned, about giving, then just don't give. <clears throat> you won't hear that in a lot of places, will you? All right. Help me, Lord. <clears throat> Basically, when we start talking about tithing and giving, pe- people look for a way out. And when, 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 when you look for a way out, then that simply says that your heart is not in it. I mean, we, we just have to be honest with ourselves. Our heart is not in it. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not knocking that either way. But if your heart is not in it, then you don't need to do it because, because you're not going to get the benefit from your tithe and you're going to end up lacking. And then you're going to say, well, I tried that tithing thing. It didn't work. See? Because you didn't do it in the right way and in the right way. We're going we're to look at all, the, all, all these things. We're going to throw all this out on the table before we got Because tithing, it's an act of faith. It's not about the money. It's about the trust in God. It's an act of faith when, 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 when you, you sow it. I believe this, so, so I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna act on it. So you can't, so we can't do it grudgingly and things. And then you hear things like this. I, I, I talked to a guy a few weeks ago. He, he was a, he was a financial guy and just out of the blue. I mean, we're talking on the phone. He said, he said, you tithe, don't you? I said, yes, sir, we do. And I said, and we give. He said, you, you, you know that's not in the New Testament, don't you? But there again, that it's not my place to try to change his mind on the phone. So I, you just have to let that stuff go, uh, you know. So so you hear that kind of stuff, uh, you know. Here's Old Testament. We now under grace and all that, you know, all, all those kind kind of things. But but we was in Genesis. But go to Malachi first. I want to show you this about about this argument. Before we get into the, the Bible lesson, because he's going in this first page, we're going to read read this in his lesson. But I just want to show you something here. Have you ever? You, 
You've heard people say that tithing's in the Old Testament and, and we're under grace, right? Have you ever been to a church, though, that didn't take up an offering? They don't believe in tithe, but they believe in offering. But they hadn't read the Scripture that they're trying to tell you is not true. Everybody there in Malachi 3? I see people. Matthew, back one book. You know, one thing that really, that really got me is whenever I got from the mindset of having the tithes to getting the tithes. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. How come you're always ahead of me? Because <laughs> that, that's the change that, that, that we're looking for. Malachi 3, verse 8. And we're going to get into this. I just want to show you this. We're going to get into this later because he's going to bring this up. It says, Will a man rob God, yet you've robbed me? But you say, Wherein have you robbed thee? In tithes and what? Offerings. So if tithes is under the Old Testament, we don't have to, then we don't have to give offerings either because it's all in that same verse. But they don't do that. They just bring out that tithe simply because they don't want to. And which is fine. You're not obligated to. You can go to heaven without tithing. You know, it ain't the best for you on this earth. Tithing is for, for us helping us on the earth. All right, listen. I just want to show you that though. So when they say that, they, they, they only read in half the verse in there. All right. Genesis chapter 14. Let's, let's see where all, all this came from here. Now, and I'll say this and then I'll explain it as we go. When you tithe, the tithe is the exchange for the blessing. The blessing of God in Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. The tithe is the exchange for the blessing because it's a covenant exchange. God made covenant about tithing and then it's an exchange. See? And a covenant says that whatever somebody has on one side, Belongs to the person on the other side, and vice versa. So, if 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 me and Terrell's in covenant, everything I have, Terrell has free access to it, and anything Terrell has, I have free access to it. That's what covenant means. So, or when you sign a contract, see, that's a covenant. You sign a contract to buy a car or whatever. See, that, there's terms. You got to do this. They gonna do this. See, something on on both sides are given and taken. See, now here I give you the the backstory before we get into the thing. There. There's these five kings that come out of the north and they had already defeated the Amalites, the Hittites, and so now they come to Sodom and Gomorrah. And we'll, we'll, we'll pick up uh, here in, in, in verse 11. They come to Sodom and Gomorrah and they conquer Sodom and Gomorrah. In verse 11 it says, And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm in verse 11, uh, 14, 11, Genesis. And all their victuals. And they went their way. And they took Lot, Abraham's brother, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods, and departed. And there came one that had escaped and told Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Manir, the Amorite, the brother of Ishkol, and the brother of Anar. And these were a confederate with Abraham. So these three guys and Abraham were, were, were together as a confederate. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, <clears throat> he armed his trained servants, born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them and pursued them unto Hoboth, which is on the left hand of Damascus. 
And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chaldelamor. That's the king that organized all these other kings that conquered these folks. And of the kings that were with him in the valley of Sheva, which is the king's dale. Now, here we go. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, which would later be Jerusalem, brought forth bread and wine. Now, when you see bread and wine in the scripture, what do you see? Covenant. Covenant. That's why we take communion. See, the bread and the wine. We're ratifying our covenant with God. We're showing faith in that covenant. See? Okay. So here comes the high priest. He brought bread. He was the high priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him. He blessed Abraham. He That word blessed means empowered to prosper. He empowered Abraham to prosper. And said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And he and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Now, so here comes Melchizedek representing God. He said, Abraham, I want to make a covenant with you. You're going to be in covenant with God, the possessor of heaven and earth. The one who possesses everything in heaven and earth. So when we make this covenant, Abraham, Abram, he hadn't Abraham yet. Abram, then you have free access to everything God has in heaven and in earth. Because the covenant says God's going to give you everything He's got and you're going to give God everything you got. That's why God could call on him to sacrifice Isaac. Because they were in covenant. Abraham couldn't, Abram couldn't say no because they were in covenant. See? Alright? So, so that was God's gift to Abraham was that that whatever I possess in heaven and earth, you have access to. And also, he said here in verse 20, that he would deliver all your enemies into your hand. So that's God's gift to Abram. So then, by covenant, Abram was required to give God a gift. So he gave him 10% or a tenth of all the spoils that he had just got. Remember, he didn't just get the spoils of Sodom and Gomorrah, the people he went to save. Remember, those kings had already already conquered several other places before they got there. He got all of those those spoils, see. So so that was the the exchange, see, and that, that's where we get get tithing. Tithing is not about the money. It's in about the the faith in the exchange. See, God can call on me when He wants to 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 require of me to do whatever He needs me to do. See, when He moves on me that that Miss 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 I just feel like, hey, I just, I just need to talk to Miss Karen. There's something going on. See, then I'm required by that covenant to follow that leader because he has the right to call on me anytime he needs me. But then I have the right to call on him anytime I need him, and he can't deny my request either, or your request either. See, we're in covenant together, and that tithe is the exchange that that activates that. That's your faith and your belief in this covenant. That, that, that God will help you when you need help. That God will be there when you need Him to be there. See? So the purpose of the blessing is on us, but the purpose of tithes is to pay it to church, right? You pay your tithe where you get fed. Church operate. Now, mm-hmm. the guy right. he was talking this week, he mm-hmm. don't go to church and don't feel like he needs to help church. He does. Operate. He's actually a deacon in church. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to make a circle there, but. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. He might have been just messing with you, though. <laughs> no, he wasn't messing. I, I've been knowing this guy a long time. He's a good guy, a real good guy. Now, now he did come back and say, I do tithe. He said, but but we're not required to. And so, the, the clerk of the church that I grew up in, they talk, I, it was before I was born, but they, I've heard the story many times over the years, and they talk about how they had small children come to church with holes in his shoes because they just didn't have anything. And he said, God told him, if you'll give what you can, I'll, I'll bless you and I'll fix this. And he said he started out with $5. Uh-huh. You know, and when he could do more, he did more and did more. And now... They're setting good. You know, they're not rich by any means, but That's they're right. setting good. They own their home. They're, mm-hmm. you know, but God did it for them because they started with a little bit. That's right. You got to start where you are. I mean, if you say, oh, I'm going to tithe when I can, it goes in your heart. You can have a million dollars and you still won't tithe because it's not in your heart. See? I, I know a guy, and I'll tell you this, so, I mean, not all y'all, uh, uh, this, this, this guy, <clears throat> and, and, and he's a Christian guy too. And, and he made this deal that was, was done well. He he, he made eighty thousand dollars, and he come to me. He said, he said, he called me Coker. He said, Coker, eight thousand dollars is just too much. I said, but 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 ten percent is ten percent. Don't matter if it's eight dollars, eight. But it's it's just just it's just too much. I I I don't think we should have to to to, to, to give. See, he's struggling because because the money is more important than the blessing right now. See, and we all have this dilemma. I'm not just I'm just using this for an example. We all have this this fight, you know. The penny and the dollar is not important, but when it gets to hundreds and thousands, then it it, it challenges us differently. See. So anyway, it 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 it, it, it went on, and uh, I don't know a month or so later, I, I I seen him and 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 come again. I said, well, what he started talking again. I said, oh, what did you do? He said, I I, I just couldn't do the eight thousand dollars. Said we went to church and and I gave two hundred dollars to Sunday school. Now the guy's got all kind of health problems. His children is crazy. He's run over dogs. Huh? But, but but that's the root of it. See that 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 was the that was the listmus test for him. If he had passed that listmus test, then he'd have never had those issues again. See, we all and, and the listmus test is going to be different for everybody on a different <clears throat> level. And it may not always be money. It may be it may be forgiving that person that's really 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 wronged you. But until we cross that Lismus test, then we're not going to make the progress that we want to make or that, or that God is, 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 is wanting to take us to, see? You're going to have that Lismus test. It's going to challenge you at some point because if it don't, it's not faith. Faith always challenges you to get into the unknown. What I don't, if I know, then it ain't faith. You got to get into that, it's that unknown that makes, that makes faith. Alright? So is there, is there, so is there a punishment? No, uh, because we go redeemed from the curse. There's not a punishment for not tithing, but what you do do, there's no protection for your finances for not tithing, because the, the tithe. If you, you see the Malachi, the purpose of the tithe too, God is rebuking the devourer for your sake. And we're gonna see this in Haggai in a little bit if we get there today. About you having a bag with holes in it. Y'all probably already know, 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 know the scripture. You know, you, you get money, it's like having a bag with holes in it. You just can't, it just runs out. Why? Wow, there, there's no divine guidance. There's no protection 
on, on that financial side. See? So basically, not that it not that you're being punished, but basically you're choosing not to have that covenant with that's your right. finances. Uh-huh. That's right. And that's why you don't uh-huh. have it. Not that's that right. you're being condemned for it. That's right. But that was your choice. Everything has a cause and effect. Everything in the Bible says, if you do this, I'll do that. Yeah. What the other thing says, but then what's the opposite of that? If you don't do this, then I can't do that. Yeah. See, the, the, all everything in the Bible is always God says, you do this, I'll do this. But if, if you he, don't do that, then he... It's he, not really that he's punishing you, it's that you're lacking getting the you, blessing but, that you uh, get. Here's the blessing bubble we talk about. See, where he's with you, he's got you, he's covered you. Not, don't mean you're not going to have trouble and problems. Alright? But then, but then you out here, out of where he's told you to be. So the devil can knock your eyes out and beat you at the game. And what it is, the devil's beating us at the game of life. See? Without, right. without tithing, then the whole blessing is null and void. To a degree. Well, to a degree. Because of that lack of obedience. Yeah, because, but, but then you got to go back to Galatians 3.13. We redeemed from the curse that we could obtain the blessing of Abraham. All right? But there's a difference in having the blessing and learning how to activate the blessing. Right? We'll get what Brittany said in, 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 a, in, a, in a few minutes. Uh, let's, let's read on here. I'm going to show you now the difference in, in worldly thinking and godly thinking. Verse 21. And the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods for themselves. So the king that Abraham rescued is saying, You take everything and just let me have my people back. Sound like a good deal. I just gave a tithe. God's going to bless me. Oh, look at this. I'm going to get everything. Alright? Or not. But watch this now. Because that's what you have to decipher if it's God or if it's a trick. Alright? So it seemed like a good deal. He just tithed and God's going to bless him. And five minutes later, this king has said, you just take everything, Abram. Just let me have the, the people in my kingdom back. Don't take them as slaves. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord. Or what? I just made covenant with God. The Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, The guy that's got everything. I just made a covenant with him, see? I will not take from, I will not take from a thread, even a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I made Abraham rich. What did he say? What was the setup? When Abraham is flourishing and prospering, everybody's going to say, God didn't do that. The king of Sodom gave him all that stuff. That wasn't God. That was, do you see that? That somebody gave it to him. He didn't, he didn't believe God for that. Now, but, but that ain't part of what you see. Verse, uh, verse 27. Save only that which the young people have eaten and the portion of the men which went with me. Ander, Eshkol, Maniri, let them take their portion. Now, I want you to, we sometimes we read and we don't read. Remember, the purpose of you being blessed is to bless other people, not to hoard it up. The purpose of being blessed is to help people. We use things to get people, not people to get things. Alright, now go back to verse 11. You gotta read this now. Verse 11 says, and this is the king, the king that invaded. Child Lamar. And he took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. Now, if Abraham does what King of Sodom says, then he leaves all those people destitute. They don't have nothing to eat. They don't have nothing to wear. They don't have nothing. 
But it says here, he took the, he took the food. Do you see that? So if Abraham does what the king wants him to do, he's rich, but the people are destitute. They don't have nothing to eat, no more to live. They, they don't have no sheep, no goats. They don't have nothing. That's not the blessing. God never leaves, the blessing never leaves people destitute. See? The blessing never, never leaves a wake of destruction behind it. God don't bless you at somebody else's expense. That's not God. His idea is to bless all of y'all at once. That's why sometimes it seems like God is slow. He's not slow. These people got bigger problems than you and He's trying to get them in on the deal where He can bless them and you at the same time. See? So you have to be careful when, 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 when these deals are too good to be true. Is somebody going to get hurt? And that's the key. If somebody's going to get hurt, it's, it's not a God deal. Because God doesn't do that. See? That's why, and this is a hard thing when you walk in the blessing, that's why you have to be real careful when you negotiate. You don't know, you need that direction from God because those people may be destitute and you may be taking what they have. Sometimes God's going to require you to even pay more than the list price. But why? Because it's about blessing them. It's not about blessing you. You bless them, you automatically get blessed. There's not a condition on that, see? So be careful. I'm not saying don't be smart in business, don't negotiate. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying always take the time to ask, what's going on here, Lord? What do you need from me? What do you need to happen in this transaction? See? And that's when you make, make your move on what you do. Based on that. So that, that's where the tithe came from and the blessing. That, that, that's how it generates. See, now this is 400. People say, well, you know, you know, we're not under law. We don't have to tithe. But but this is 400 years before the law. See, all this happened before Moses gave the law. And this is what made, if you read on through, it said, you know, Abraham become waxed exceedingly great and rich because of, of this exchange. Why? God chose Abraham. Why? For two reasons. One, that he would teach his children this blessing and that he was a man... After God's own heart, like David, see, he he his purpose was to to help people, not to hurt people. In every transaction, both sides got to be blessed. Both sides got 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 to come out good here. See, and so so you see that now. Okay, go ahead. There is not. Okay. To me, it's just a matter of the heart. We tithe off the gross because I believe you can't out give God. But it's not. I mean, it's whatever you feel peace in your heart, just do. I heard explained uh, talking about a net gross, you know, because we're paying Social Security as a yeah. form of retirement later yeah. on, you know. And so this person was like, "Well, I just pay it all now. That way, when I start getting my Social Security, I ain't got to." <laughs> <laughs> but if he's smart, he'll tie when he gets his Social Security too, because that probably ain't going to be enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, might, that might be might be his offering. I'm going to go back to her point here. That's why I, I, I said I was reading. I struggle with this this week because because you, you 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 turn people off. I mean, you hear people say, you know, God's going to get you if you don't tithe. You know, da da da. All, all this stuff. I, I don't. We don't want any of that here in this class or in in this church. God loves everybody. We love everybody. Nobody's condemning nobody. But but 
If you feel like you need to start where you, just like I said, start where you can start. <coughs> start where you can start. Because God knows, God knows your heart, and that's what it's about. It's about your heart. It's about what you, you know, your willingness to be faithful to Him. That, that love He has for you, when you show that, that love back toward, that's what moves God. God, God's, God's power doesn't produce His love. His love produces His power. See? Just like your love, you know, you love that child, and when something gets on that child, your love for that child produces your power. You do what you have to do to help it, whatever cost it costs you. You, if it costs you your life, you'll, see that, that love produces that power. And we have to remember that, that God is love. He's not condemning or beating you over the head. You know, so, so you, you, you have to get to that point where, where like, 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 uh, Bobby said, that, that I get to do this, not that I have to. If it's a have to, then you don't need to do it because you're going to need that money. You know, as long as it's a have to, or, or, or I feel a dread and, 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 uh, you know, and, and, and all that, I feel like I lost something every time I do it, then, 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 then don't do it. Don't do it because, because the only way you're going to get these benefits is by being a willing participant. See, we can, we can, we can condemn you and beat you over the head and drag you across the finish line. So what does that mean? We're trying to get something from you, not something to you. Do, 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 can you, can you see that? And you have to watch that when you, when, when you in church or you in other places, always look for the motive. Is this to benefit me or to benefit them? Any business deal, whatever. See, if it's to benefit them and not benefit you, then you need to say no. See, See that's why I asked that about the punishment because for so many years, that's what I was told and under, that's right. under the understanding of is mm-hmm. if you don't do it, then you're, you know, you're basically calling me, you know, I was basically being called a thief because I was robbing God and I was going to be punished for that. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's that's religion, and but you're redeemed from that curse. See, but the, the purpose is to be in cup of God is, is to get God in this with us in our finances. See, I, y'all don't know my Miss Angie's testimony. We've told it many many times. You know about you know how far we were in debt, no jobs, and overdrawn at the bank, and all that. But it's these things we're talking about that these people like uh, KC Price and, and and Kenneth Copeland they begin to teach us this thing, and we begin to imply it. And, and it didn't change overnight, but over time, I mean, our, our, our lives are totally, totally different than, than, than they were then because we, we decided to, to in, in, invoke these principles, see? But now I'm going to leave you with this thought, and we'll pick it up next week. Stop, and then this was a big help to me. Stop seeing money. See, see. When you give your tithe, you give your offering, don't see money. See it as you planting them peas or you planting that corn. When you plant that corn, you plant that corn in what? Expectation of getting some corn. Right? See? But when we plant money, when we give money, we see it as loss. Well, I'll never get that back. That's not biblical. Because that money is the seed, see? It's that seed money that causes the multiplication in in your life. See, stop seeing money. Period. When when you offerings and all this, stop seeing money. Start seeing seed. See yourself digging that hole in the ground, putting that seed. See, see it like that. Then you see the potential for growth. You see the potential for return because it's no longer money. It's seed. 
See, does that make sense to you? And people struggle because it's hard to believe a hundredfold on, on money. But it's not hard to believe a hundredfold on a seed. You wouldn't plant one seed of corn just to get a hundred, hundred grains of corn. Right? That one ear got thousand on it. The whole, whole stalk got multiplied thousands off of what? One seed. See, that's the multiplication he's talking about that we have access to when we see it as seed and don't see it as money. In there. Right? Anything else for I ain't gonna move any further. We're about to be out of time. Any, any other questions for the next bell ring? This, you know, this can also change your whole outlook on the way you look at everything else, too. You know, it, no matter where you start at, whether it's tithes or faith, you know, <coughs> faith can move you into the direction of financial stuff. That's right. You know, and then that can lead you into, you know, other areas. But if, whenever you're starting in one place, and then you can be, and then you move to other places and 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 learning you know it, it, like your your financial like we're talking about now your tithing that can help you look at other things the same in the same kind of mindset that's right whether it be time and uh even you know uh talking with other people you know making deals like you were talking about Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can you can see a situation, and you know that's that's not that's not good. You know that's you know that's better for me. Mm-hmm. That's that's not bad, but it's not as good as this. That's right. You know those kind of. Because you get to remember, everything, when you become a Christian, everything you do is a seed. Every action you take, every word you say, everything you do is a seed. It's going to get a harvest. See. And that's how you, that's why we're required to walk in love and love people unconditionally. You get that seed. See, so you sow that seed into them, then you're giving God room to work. See, every, everything, every action, every word, every deed, every thought, everything's a seed. And it, it, good or bad. I mean, it works outside the kingdom, but it always works to the negative. Those bad thoughts always lead you to, to bad things, bad habits, other things. See, good thoughts lead, lead, lead you the other way. Everything is a seed. Amen. All right, anybody else? All right, thank y'all.